Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 21 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode uh, 21 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If this is your first time here, you're right on time. Uh, This platform is just getting started. If you've been here before, I want to thank you for continuing to listen. I hope I'm adding a little bit of value, and I look forward to connecting with you. Uh, The Wild on Life podcast is about building community by sharing experiences. No one is an expert at this thing called life, so let's learn and grow together. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you again to the first responders out there holding it down for us. I mean, let's be real, COVID-19 is still out here. And we need to ensure that we're social distancing, wearing masks, taking care of our minds and bodies, and being as kind as possible to each other. Today's episode is very special to me. It's Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And I miss my dad. I would give anything for five minutes with him right now, especially with everything going on in the world. The conversations that we could have would be amazing. But um, that wouldn't be enough time for me. And I know that heaven is such a wonderful place. So I don't want to be selfish or I couldn't take imagine taking him away from that too long. And since I can't call heaven, I thought, you know, let's take this time to be intentional. And I'd love to share some things with about him with you, as well as I want to share some things about black men today. There have been so many stereotypes thrown upon Black people in America, especially the Black man. Black men have been characterized as everything from ignorant, uh, lazy buffoons to sexually aggressive thugs who shirk responsibility left and right. These stereotypes have contributed to mass incarceration and police, police brutality. And I'll be honest, it's one of the things that we have to address if we're really going to move forward from the systemic racism and oppression that moves through this country worse than any plague we've ever encountered. Which is kind of what leads me to why this episode is so special. I want to tell you something. I don't know if it's a secret, but I definitely want to make sure that I share it loud and proud. I love black men. I love black men because I was raised by a strong black man. My father wasn't perfect, but he was perfect for me. He wasn't the product of a two-parent home. Uh, My dad was raised by a single mother who gave him unconditional love and a village of relatives who showed him how to be a proud black man. He also endured the challenges of growing up in the South during the Jim Crow era. And if you don't know about the Jim Crow era, um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And it's a very... uh, dark time in our history because it really does encompass from slavery to the civil rights acts of the oppression and segregation that black has black people had to endure in America. Um, the sudden death of my, he also endured the Southern death of my grandmother when he was 18 years old and the trials of finding his place in the world alone. 
in spite of all that, I, I, I am amazed that he was able to find his way. And I thank God every day that he was able to make it because the world can be cold and cruel and to contribute majorly to making me. If I think about it, my earliest memory of my pops, because I called my dad Pops Davis, let me go ahead and put that out there. So I may shift between Pops and father. Um, Pops Davis is what I called him because our relationship had, in my mind, transcended what it is to be a father and a dad. When you reach pop status in me, to me, that's the pinnacle because that's the age where you're able to sit back and revel in the, the, the love and the joy and the happiness that you have bestowed upon your children. When your pops, that love, that relationship is so strong, your friends, your, your parents, there's just so much into that. So my dad had reached pops level for me. And, um, but anywho, back to my story. <laughs> like I said, my earliest memory of my pops is when I was about two or three years old. I was standing in the living room of our apartment wearing a diaper and a white t-shirt dancing to Disco Lady by Johnny Taylor. My father loved music, and he constantly fed my soul with music. He used to tell me that dancing with me was one of his favorite things to do when he got off work. He actually used to look for my mom and I to be waiting for him in the window when he would hit our building. That was the signal that gave him peace after being out in the world all day. And just a quick side note because I definitely want to make sure I start to build my foundation for this. Uh, My parents were married at the time of my birth. My parents were married for approximately 38 years, actually, when he passed away. I want to make sure that I let that be known so that you know that Black men are willing and able to commit and raise children. And actually, for my father, committing was a top priority. Since he was raised in a single-parent household, he was determined to break that pattern. My father met his father for the first time at my grandmother's funeral. Even in spite of that, he still tried to have a relationship with my grandfather. Imagine what that must be like to meet your father for the first time when you're 18 years old at your mother's funeral. That's, That's cold. And, but like I said, even in spite of that, he never said anything negative um, about him to us. And he did. He um, let us have a relationship with him and letting us build and have our own experiences and thoughts. Because in my dad's mind, he said it was about building a family stronger than the one that he was raised in because he understood the importance of having a foundation, a strong foundation. And that leads me to another quick side note. Um, black men can be and are very vision-minded about their family. And they're able to cultivate healthy relationships with others, including those that they have issues with. Because like I said, for my dad, it was really about being vision-minded. He wanted to make sure that um, my sister and I grew up in a two-parent household because he understood the impacts that that would have on us as we grew up and as we matured. So he was committed to us. And he built a strong family. My sister, mother, and I were the most important things in his life. He did whatever was necessary to ensure that we had what we needed. My father constantly worked, consistently worked, and even took on part-time jobs throughout my childhood to make sure things were copacetic. I remember when my father uh, took another part-time job when I went to college. 
Um, my father actually worked for a large Fortune 500 um, finance company. That's what I'm going to label it. It's a finance company <laughs> uh, for many years. Actually, he worked there for almost 40 years. And when I was getting ready to go to college, my father actually started uh, working for a newspaper um, he would actually work inserting the newspaper, the inserts into the newspaper. And it's funny, I actually work for one of the properties of the corporation that owns where he used to work. So it's funny, the six degrees of separation. I had to mention that because it's just very odd. But um, I think about that, you know, again, it just, I wanted to highlight that because my dad was willing again to do whatever it, it needed to be done. He went to work like I said, nine to five or eight to five, normal, regular hours. But he was taking on other work when needed to make sure that as a family, we were able to have what we needed without fail. Um, my father took a lot of pride in him, in us, excuse me. We were a reflection of him. And he spent a lot of time with us outside of that working too. I mean, I'm blessed to have countless memories of going to the movies, skating, parks, the library, crabbing. Yes, my dad thought we were boys, my sister and I, and he took us crabbing, fishing, etc. I mean, you name it, we did it. And on top of giving us his time, he gave us his thoughts. We had countless conversations. My father made it a point to talk to us about life and our history. Um, I learned more about Black history from him until I went to college. And not just slavery. But I learned also about the fact that we are a royal descent, that we come from a lineage of kings and queens who ruled Africa, who conquered worlds. I mean, there's just so much history to Black history outside of what we're taught. And he wanted to make sure that we were getting that foundation. Because especially for me, like I mentioned in a previous episode, I was born in the 70s, right after, not too long after the Civil Rights Acts of 1964 and 68. So for myself and for the country and the world, we were still finding our place as Black people here. And Black history was just being woven into it, into little ways. I mean, I heard more about George Washington Carver and the peanut than I would have heard about um, one of the, the kingdom of Mali or in the Kemet or any of black history, Shaka Zulu, Nandi. I mean, there's just so much that I could weave into this, but I want to make sure I'm foundational and I stick to the script. But I want to let you know that black history in our house was more than in slavery and Jim Crow. And to even speak to that further, a house was lined with bookshelves filled with books and records and we were not allowed to talk slang in our house. Um, my father expected proper grammar. And believe it or not, I didn't curse until I went to college. <laughs> that was, I wasn't, we weren't taught that way. My father had high expectations um, of who we were and who we were going to be. So another quick side note, um, black men can and do work legitimately to provide for their families. And Black men can and do contribute to raising their children in loving environments, and they understand the importance of knowledge. 
because like my dad used to say, it was his job to prepare us for the world, not to allow just the, the school to teach us how to be who we were supposed to be. But it was him and my mother's role to help shape us and mold us into the strong women that we needed to be in order to make it. Um, my father was the king of our home and my mother was the queen. They ruled together. He never disrespected her. They were best friends. Don't get me wrong. They bickered a lot. And growing up, the bickering, I, I used to really, I was very sensitive to it. I hated the fact that they argued so much. But as I grew up and I got older, I learned it was about two strong personalities learning to fit together. And those bickering moments were moments of growth. Those were moments of them shaping and molding each other because their love played to each other's strengths. I remember my father once told me um, that marrying my mother was the best thing he ever did because she gave him purpose and focus. And it's funny, my mom told me that marrying my father was the best thing she ever did because he gave her compassion and security. Their love was rooted in a mutual respect, love, and friendship. So another quick side note, Black men can and do have faithful, loving relationships. Black men also can and do understand that relationships take work and are willing to do the work to maintain it. And, and like I said, again, my, my father wasn't perfect, but he was perfect for us. He was kind, honest, intelligent, extremely well-dressed. I, I remember <laughs> as we got older and got jobs, he developed a really strong affinity for Hugo Boss, Armani, <laughs> um, he Polo. He loved to look well put together. He took pride in that. Well, he was very swaggy. <laughs> and he was also extremely articulate. He was religious. He was a great provider. He was funny, warm, and loving. Um, he was an amazing cook. I have actually teased my mother countless times that my father was a better cook than her. Um, and she, she sometimes has reminded me of that. <laughs> uh, he, but he loved to try foods from all over the world. And along with being a voracious reader, a music lover, photographer, and dreamer, he would talk to anyone. I can count how many times my father helped strangers when their car broke down. Or he gave recipes to people in the grocery store. He was open and well-rounded. And so that leads me into another quick side note. Black men can be and are very open to meeting and engaging with people from all walks of life. Black men also, are, also have many different interests and a natural curiosity about the world in general. So, again, I love black men. I believe in black men because I was raised by a black man. So please accept this as my love letter and plea for them. Stop letting stereotypes drive the narratives that seek to justify their murder. No one is perfect and all black people are not the same. But inherently, black lives matter. Black men's lives matter. And we have to protect them just as much as we have to protect the black woman. And yes, as a black woman, my life is hard 
And as Black women, our lives are hard because we are expected to fill many roles and many traits. And at times, we will be pitted against the Black man. But we need to the world to know that ultimately, no matter what, we will always love Black men. And we will always stand for Black men. Because Black men matter. And Black men's lives matter. And to my father, my pops, I pray my voice rings through the halls of heaven and that he knows how much I loved him. I hope that he is smiling hearing me tell some of our story in the hopes of broadening some minds and hearts. I just want to say thank you, God, for allowing him to create me and to raise me because my sister and I would not be the women that we are without him. And I want to say thank you to you for listening to my a little bit of my story. And like I said, I hope I did broaden some minds and hearts today. To, again, to all the fathers out there, I say happy Father's Day. And to everyone, please like, share, subscribe this episode. I can be found on all podcasting platforms. And my social information uh, will be in the show notes. I definitely look forward to you connecting with you again. The journey is just beginning, and I look forward to us growing and continuing to learn together. Until we speak again, take care of yourselves. Goodbye.